Good morning. Great to see you here. Great. You know, we did consider whether to do Christmas Eve because we wondered, because Christmas Day is actually really popular with a lot of families. We did wonder if people would come out Christmas Eve. So well done for coming. It's great to see you. I'm encouraged. Um, I'm going to speak to you, Sarah said about, we've been doing Christmas for everyone, but I want to speak to you today about a meal for everybody. Who's ready for Christmas? Who's not quite ready? And we'll be by Christmas Eve. Yes, it is Christmas Eve. But you know, Christmas is, for a lot of people, it's all about the preparation, isn't it? Getting ready. I just, just a little, little bit of a quiz. See if you can get this. See if you can get this. Play an I am. Who am I? You ready? Three questions. See if you can guess who I am. I am. Here, the first one, Baz. 750 million of me will be prepared for tomorrow. Presents. Come on, shout out. Turkey. That's a lot of turkey. By the way, this is only in the UK. That's a lot of turkeys. Come on. Santa. 750. Did he say Santa? That's a lot of Santas. Okay. Right. Next question. You might already have it. 25%. So a quarter of the year's produce will be consumed tomorrow. What am I? Sprouts. Potatoes. Come on. Put it in there for the bland potato. Okay, here's your final one then. Who am I? You ready? Only half of the 750 million will be eaten tomorrow. What am I? Sprouts. Who said turkey? Someone playing with me here. Yeah. But it is sprouts. I feel sorry for the 375 million sprouts that don't get eaten tomorrow. That's a lot of preparation, don't you think? For something that's not consumed. And I just wanted to look at a meal today that Jesus, with his disciples, gets them to prepare. Because I believe there's a meal for everyone. Do you believe that this morning? There's a meal for everybody that God has prepared for us. And we can all partake of his meal, no matter what our background, where we've come from. He lays a table for us. And he prepares it for us. And it's available for everyone. So I've called this, me- this message, there's a meal for everyone. So let's look in Luke 22, 7 to 13. It says, then came the day of unleavened bread on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. Now the Passover lamb, if you're not sure what this was, it was Israel. They were rescued out of Egypt and God had told them to sacrifice the lamb. And they'd sacrifice the lamb and put the blood over the doorway so that they were saved and they were rescued out of Egypt. While some of the children in Egypt actually died Israel were rescued. So it was a symbolic thing for them to do to remember, number one, what God had done, but also what God will do in the future. It says this, Jesus sent Peter and John saying, go and make preparations for us to eat the Passover. Where do you want us to prepare it, they asked. He replied, as you enter the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. You know, this reminds me, I, I don't, when I was reading this, you know those voiceovers that sometimes come on your TV? Have you ever had them? There is a person walking through the door. Have you, ever, it is just, have you ever had one of those? This is what this reminds me of. As you enter the city, a man carrying a water jar will meet you. Follow him to the house that he enters, say, and the owner of the house, the teacher asks. If anybody have them, they just pop up on you. Just try it anyway. That's just a little bit, bit of fun there. Just go home and try that. It says, he enters the house, the teacher asks, where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples. He will show you a large upper room, all furnished. Make preparations there. Excuse me, there. 
they left and found things just as Jesus had told them. So they prepared the Passover. Four times the, the word prepared is in this. You might think, why are you doing this at Christmas? Because I think this is foundational for us to understand of the meal that Jesus prepared for us all. The Passover, the Lamb of God, the new Lamb of God that's been prepared for everybody is available, I believe, for all of us. Have you partaken of that meal? If you haven't, I believe you can do that today. But I just want to take some things from this passage that I think will encourage us. My first point is this. You can trust the words of Jesus. You can trust the words of Jesus. He said to the disciples, if you go, enter the city. When you get there, there'll be a man carrying a water jar. Go to the house where he goes, and there'll be a room there prepared for you. It's an upper room. Jesus knew exactly what would happen at the right time. So when they entered the city, they found it exactly as Jesus said. In other words, you can trust the words of Jesus. He knows your today, he knows your tomorrow, he knows every detail of your life, he knows more detail of your life than you know about your life, and he still loves us even when we get it wrong. You can trust the words of Jesus. You know what I love about this here? He says, go, there is a guest room. There's a guest room, someone agrees. Now, at the beginning of Jesus' life, we know the story. Jesus is with Mary. Joseph, and they're looking for somewhere to, for the baby to be born. And it says there is no guest room at the beginning of his life. Before he's even entered this world, there is no guest room for Jesus. But at the end of his life, this is exactly the same word. It's only used twice by Luke. Once at the beginning, now at the end of Jesus' life, when he's becoming who he's destined to be. You see, at the beginning of his life, he wasn't determining his future, but at the end of the life, he's now showing you that he's the king who was born to be a king. I know exactly what's happening, and I know when it's going to happen. I am in full control. In other words, he is showing his kingship. He is showing his sovereignty. He is the ruler of all things and know all things. The Bible says that all things were made through him. Therefore, he is trustworthy. He holds everything together. You can trust the words of Jesus. Do you agree with that? You can trust his words. If he promises eternal life, you can trust that. If he promised forgiveness of sin, you can trust that. You can trust the words of Jesus. My second point is this. There's a guest room prepared for you. There's a guest room prepared for you. Jesus says, go and prepare the room, prepare the meal, get ready. We're going to eat together in this guest room. Do you know there's a guest room for you? Is your name down? Remember this phrase. Some of you will know this. If your name's not down, you're not coming. Remember that phrase. Some of you might not know that one. If your name's not on the list, you can't get in. Now, I'm going to ask you, is your name on the list? Yes. Okay. I, I'm going to write a list here, okay? Some of you, do you want your name to be on the list? Yeah? Okay. I'm going to write the list, okay? Now... All of you who prepare and get ready for Christmas, you know preparation is really important. Who writes lists? Who doesn't, like, who doesn't write lists? Okay, who's got lists in their head? I know what the list is, right? Some of us, we like lists written down. Why? Because we forget, don't we? We forget, so we write it down, we forget. 
so Jesus has a list. Ready? I'm going to, who wants to be in? Shout your name out if you want to be in. Steph, okay. Steph. Is it, it's F, isn't it? Double F. Christian, yeah, I think that's, is that with a K? Yeah, that's, I like that spelling. Okay, Christian. Gideon. Are you sure you want to be on this list? Are you sure? Okay, shout your name out. Come on. Jaira, I got that one. Nathaniel. He's in, he's on the list. Anybody else? Louder. I didn't get that one. Bob, right, you're on two. Okay. Jonah, he's on. Jeffrey. Anybody else? Are you going on? Do you want to go on? No, she don't want to go on. Don't blame me. I wouldn't go on either. Go on. Right, I've got, I've got some names on. Right, are you sure you want to be on this list? Okay, your name's on the list. I'll show you that in a minute, okay? It's the naughty list. Who, who wanted to be on it? Yeah, who's on the naughty list? Yeah, I won't be on it. You said you wanted to be on it. You're on it, Gideon! Get in there! Sorry, I did trick you there. I did say they were talking about a guest room and an invitation. So I did play with that a little bit. But, you know, how many of us live like this? Am I on the good list? Am I on the bad list? How many of us live like this? It's Christmas. Are you on the good list or are you on the bad list? Which list do you think you're on? Who's on the good list? Well, i got to tell you something. The good list doesn't get you in to the guest room. There's no, there's no, there's no... There's no goodness that gets you into the guest room. Because you know how you get into the guest room? The only way to get into the guest room is through the one who invites you to come in. See, he's the one who, he's the one who invites you into the guest room. The guest room is the house where God dwells. It's God's house. You can call it his tabernacle. You can call it his dwelling place. You can call it whatever. It's where God is. It's the house of God we like to call it. Or the body of Christ where God wants to dwell. Or in our hearts, wherever we experience God, it is where God dwells. And there's an invitation for God to dwell in your house. There's an invitation for God to dwell in our house. There's an invitation to come into God's house and experience his presence. And I I was a little bit naughty there, I have to say. Because I wrote the naughty list. But here's the good news. And this is what we need to understand. I'm going to be quick on where we've got kids this morning. The good news, have you blue tap that for me? It's okay. There we go. It's only blue tack. I'll survive. Right. The good news is this. I'm going to write Jesus on the back of the naughty list. Is that Okay. Can Jesus go on the back of the naughty list? Oh dear, I shouldn't do that, should I? See, that's the naughty list with all your names on. But on the back is Jesus. Jesus is on the back of the naughty list. And this is the good news, church. This is what Jesus has done. You ready? This this is what Jesus has done. When Jesus died on the cross, when that baby was becoming a king and fulfilling his destiny... The one who rules over all things had to do something first. Just hold me this mic.
Nautilus is more than Nautilus. He destroyed the naughty list. The, no, the list doesn't get you in. Your performance, your goodness won't get you in. What gets you in is this person called Jesus. And he invites you into his house. Not if you're a better person. I need to do this before I come in. No. He said, I have destroyed your performance to enter into my house. I have destroyed your sin that doesn't allow you to enter in. I have destroyed it. How did he do that when he died on the cross? And I know it's a Christmas message, but the baby has to become the king, does he not? Come on, without, without the sacrifice, the lamb, the meal prepared for his disciples, what's the point of the lamb being born? You know where he was born? In a manger. He was born in a feeding trough. He was being prepared, his destiny. It was not an accident that he was born in a manger, in a feeding trough. He was the food for every one of us. You know, when we prepare food, I don't know about you, how many of you are going to be stressing tomorrow? How many of you are going to be sweating? Oh, the carrots are gone. They're not done properly. Look at me, parsnips. Oh, my word, they've gone wrong. And everyone's going to be so disappointed with the performance of your meal. Oh, my word, the world is ending because it isn't timed properly. I didn't do a list. It's not done properly. How many of you are going to be sweating? Right? Well, I want to tell you this. Jesus, right, he didn't prepare a meal for one. He didn't prepare a meal for 12. He prepared a meal for everyone. And at that point, he was not stressing. He was not panicking. He was the calmest. I'm about to offer you a meal, all of you. And I ain't sweaty, babe. I'm here to give it all for you. Are you with me? That's why we can trust the one who holds all things together. He's got it all together. He holds you together and he's not letting you go. He ain't letting you go. Eternity is secure in him, the one who holds all things together, is it not? Come on, keep trusting Jesus. Trust him in your valley. Trust him, trust him in, your, in the waters. Trust him when you feel like everything's out of control. I'm holding on to Jesus because he holds all things together. I don't have anything else, but I have Jesus. And he gets me into the guest house. And I'm going to remain in him and he remains in me. Amen? Is this okay? So, there's a meal for everyone. There's a guest room for you. Jesus is the way for everyone. You know, remembrance is really important. To Jews, remembrance was significant. They remembered things for several reasons. The most important was to understand who God was and who they were in the eyes of God. They were his children. They were loved. The second thing they had to remember was this, that God isn't just a God of words, but he's a God of action. Do this in remembrance of me is to remember what God is saying, but what God will do, because that's who he is. And we're going to take communion. And the reason we're going to take communion is to remember what Jesus did. What this baby became for you and me was a meal. He gave his body bread as a symbol. Can you pass me the bread and the wine? Thank you. This, this bread, Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. This is my body. Now, Jesus, what he did, 
he took on sin. He took on brokenness. The reason he took on brokenness was because we've rejected God and the world became the world be lost its order in our relationship with God. And in order to restore that brokenness, broken relationship, in order to restore the whole of the world's brokenness, what he calls the cosmos, he had to come and embrace that brokenness. So Jesus embraced the brokenness, so he was broken for you and me. To restore the order of the cosmos, the world. One day we're going to see the fulfillment of what Jesus has done. In the meantime, we live in a broken society, but we don't live in the broken order of God because he's restored it. Amen? And that brings something. It brings peace with God, joy in his presence, everlasting life. But it was made possible because Jesus had to clear the way for us to be qualified to enter into his house. And the reason he did that is because simply he loves us and he wants us to be in his house. In his blood that was shed, it was shed for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. You see, what the blood does is this. It pays for our sin our rejection or our rebellion to God. And because of that, Jesus had to clear the way. And in clearing the way, what he's done, he's poured out his blood and the blood has cleared the way for something else to come. And that that comes is this, the new covenant. The new covenant now comes because the way is cleared for the favor and the blessing of God to come into your life, you can receive it through the forgiveness of sin. God offers forgiveness through the blood of Jesus. He washes us and makes us right with God. None of us achieve it. It's what he's made possible. Therefore, now you, through faith, are qualified to enter into the house of God and the blessing of God. Amen? You don't do anything by yourself. Jesus did it all. Jesus, this baby born in a feeding trough, a meal for everyone, was prepared for you. And you can sit at his table and partake of the blessings of the Father. The Holy Spirit can come into your life and God can now dwell with you through faith. And his spirit will reveal the truth of who he is to you. You are my child, and I deeply loved you. Remember how much I loved you when I was broken for you. I qualified you to enter into my house. I am inviting you to come in. Your name is not on the naughty list anymore. It's on the acceptance list. And I am inviting you daily. Come to me. Dwell in my house. Get to know me this year more than you knew me last year, and you'll realize how deeply and unconditionally loved, I think, or I am towards you. Is that okay? Is anybody on the naughty list? You were on the naughty list, but that's been destroyed. Amen? Now you're qualified to come in to his house this Christmas. Let us pray. You know, if you've got your communion cup there, I just want to encourage you to take a moment 
Start with thankfulness. Say, God, I thank you that you died for me. I thank you that you've qualified me to enter in. You know, and if there's anything that you're hurt or hurt towards people, I want to encourage you to do this. Don't just remember God's forgiveness, but act upon it. Don't just remember his love, but choose to act like God acted and forgive others like he's forgiven you. And if you do this, the promise is the peace of God, not just with him, but with other people as you forgive them. And I know it's not always easy, but it has the power to release God's covenant and blessing in and through you as you follow Jesus Christ. So when you're ready, just receive communion, then I'm going to pray. Just take your time. This is a meal for everyone. You say, I, I'm not worthy. Jesus qualifies you. Jesus decides if you come into his presence or not. Jesus made a way through the forgiveness of sin. Heavenly Father, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you for making a way to your house, to your presence. Holy Spirit, I pray this Christmas, as we make room for you, you would fill us with your love. You would help us to understand your forgiveness, your restoration. Help us to trust in you a little bit more, Jesus, this Christmas. We thank you for the depth of your love. We thank you for your blood that makes the way. And Jesus, we love you. Amen. Has that been okay? A meal for everyone? Jesus qualifies us. There's no more naughty list. Sorry, parents, if you use that all year as a form of getting the kids to behave. I do apologize. But kids, there is not a naughty list with God. All right? Don't use that when your mom tells you that you're on the naughty list. Okay. But hopefully that's been helpful for you to remember the love of God this Christmas.